Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson for the Super Bowl special series that we are bringing to you before the big game with the Bucks and the Chiefs, where we are going to interview Super Bowl winners and ask them all about their Super Bowl experience. But then we're going to talk to them about what it means to really find fulfillment and satisfaction and the reality that whatever Super Bowl each of us may strive after or you know, desire so much to, to accomplish and win and uh, attain that ultimate satisfaction and fulfillment is found in Jesus. And so we've, we've got that as the theme, that is the foundation, that is the backdrop as we talk to Super Bowl winners. And today's guest is very unique because not only is he a Super Bowl winner, but he's also a Super Bowl loser. That's right. Don Beebe went to six Super Bowls, and he won one, and so he knows what it's like to win, but he also uh, was a part of those, those great Bills teams that went to four straight Super Bowls, and I have so much respect for what, what those teams were able to do in, in four straight seasons, and, and Don Beebe is, is actually now the head football coach at Aurora University. Uh, he, he started that job back in November of 2018. His son, Chad, is a wide receiver with the Minnesota Vikings. And so we will ask Don about this year's Super Bowl, about his son, and then we will focus in on the Super Bowl conversation. The highs, the lows, the good about the Super Bowl, but ultimately the, the perspective that Don shares uh, about his faith and, and, and kind of where Super Bowls you know, fit in. And, and I think all of us can relate to this because the truth is, we can easily chase idols in our lives, meaning we put something as more important than God. And, you know, in football, it's easy to do that Super Bowl, that winning a Super Bowl becomes the ultimate, that it's all about that. And from a football standpoint, it is. But what happens when that crosses over into your, your focus in life and your focus in your heart and your soul? And, and that ultimately leaves you empty. So we'll ask Don about that. And, and, and have a, a, an intriguing conversation with him. would love to know your thoughts. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. But here we go. A special Super Bowl edition of the Unpacking It podcast with Don Beebe. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And Don Beebe is with us now. And, and Don, before we, we talk about your Super Bowl experiences, I, I'm curious your thoughts on this NFL season. And specifically, we're, we're coming off 
the the conference championships and and two of your former teams unfortunately uh lost this past weekend so what what did you make of the games and 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 what was your kind of viewing uh strategy with those games well i mean i i I was kind of surprised that the pack lost in lambeau um you know because it's a tough place to play but again when you're only dealing with 6500 fans it certainly makes it a little bit easier (laughs) for the opponent um you know, they, I, I thought it was a great football game, one, and then it just seemed to be, um, for the Packers at least, some uh, pretty uh, some plays and things that happened that shouldn't have happened. I think mm-hmm. they should have went for it on fourth and eight. Um, Why we're in single safety cover one right before half with eight seconds left <laughs> uh, was kind of surprising. Um, and then they had, uh, you know, critical drop on the two-point conversion that kind of changed the complex of the complexities of what they were going to do going you know later in the game that was a big drop so they just they kind of hurt themselves to be honest with you yeah um you know brady throws three interceptions in the second half you gotta you gotta do something with it and pull it out and they they just didn't buffalo well i think everybody knew going into kansas city that's arguably i think the toughest place to win Mm. in kansas city you know, I always know we always struggled there. Of course, that was with 70,000 people, too. <laughs> True. But still, they were uh, – it's just a tough place to play. Andy Reid right now is the best offensive play design and and uh, creativity uh, in the game. I mean, the guy is just brilliant, mm. and he's a great coach, and he, got, he gets his players playing at a high level. So, um, yeah, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, no, well, no question. So now we've got the Bucks and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. So do you lean more toward Kansas City, or, or what do you kind of look for with with Tampa Bay and how they can make a, make this difficult for Kansas City and win this game? Well, I think first of all, I, I, Kansas City is is you know Andy Reid's a really good friend. So of course I'm pulling for Kansas City because I know him very well. So he was in um, Green Bay when you were there. He was, yeah. He's okay. a tight end coach, and we sat next to each other uh, a lot, uh, you know, for many of the meetings that we had as an offense. And nice. so I just got to know him and his family very well, and had an opportunity to train his kid Spencer when Spencer was a freshman in high school. And oh wow! So uh, yeah, so I've known Andrew for a while, but he, you know, you got Tom Brady on the other side. Guy's been to ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's tough to for him to do what he did. I mean, think about now he. I think the, the Buccaneers last time they were in the playoffs or won a playoff game was like 2007, I think. Yeah, but long time ago. Uh, yeah, and and here Tom just takes a little flight down to Tampa, and next thing you know they're in the Super Bowl. I mean that's just <laughs> that tells you all you need to know for how good that guy is. So I I, I think Kansas City's going to still win. I think they're they're playing at I think the highest of levels. Uh, Tampa Bay didn't look very good in the second half. Mm. Green Bay just happened to look worse. Uh, whereas Kansas City looked pretty good. No, no question. I, I'm, it's hard to, to pick against Mahomes and what they've been able to do, but it's hard to pick against Tom Brady, and we know what he's capable of yeah. in the Super Bowl. So it, it should be a, a great matchup, and, and I know I'm excited to watch it. And, and, and one other thought before we, we jump into your Super Bowl experience, your son, Chad Beebe, a, a nice contributor for the Minnesota Vikings this year. What was your takeaway from, from his season and, and kind of the development that now we've seen over the last couple of years? Well, let's just say this. Um, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to say things I will say because he's my son, but That's they're right. true. That's right. Uh, I've never been around a person that has persevered through so much turmoil, setbacks, that never given up 
mentality uh, and faith in Christ than my son. Mm. Uh, he had, he's gone 10 years, three high school, five collegiately. How he even got in the NFL in his first place is beyond me and his first two years in the league. So 10 straight years of reconstructive or major injury that ended his season. Wow. Uh, I'll just give you the high school. High school, sophomore year, he broke his foot. His junior year, he broke his collarbone twice, right before the season started and right before the state championship. His senior year, he broke his arm after week six. So that was his high school career. Mm. Uh, college, reconstructive shoulder, reconstructive knee. Uh, you just go on and on, and yet he's still where he's at. Now, he is an absolute testament of persevering through Christ and relying on him to get through you the tough times. I remember every time, you know, high school I was right there because I was, I was a coach. Okay? That's right, yep. But when he went collegiately and professionally, every time I'd get that call, I, I could tell uh-huh. something's wrong. You know, and I say, you're right. And then through his tears, he said, Dad, I blew my knee out. Oh. Dad, I blew my shoulder out. Dad, I, you know, and I was like, and every time uh, I said, son, I said, do you love the Lord? Mm. And he said, Dad, you know, I do. I said, son, do you think God has your back and he has the best interest in heart and he's going to take care of you? Yeah, he is. I said, then why are we crying? Mm. Pick yourself up. Tomorrow's another day. God's got your back. You'll be just fine. Wow. And, and I'll never forget I think it was his, uh, his, what was it? It would have been his uh, second year last year with the Vikings. Yeah. You know, he, he makes the team for crazy, right? He makes the team. Second year, he lands up getting the third receiver slot in the punt returning job. And after the third game, he gets run over by Burfick, the linebacker from the Raiders. I mean, just trucked him mm. right, right over him. And, it, and he got his foot caught underneath him and severed all four interior ligaments to his ankle, where his ankle was straight sideways and really wasn't even attached to his leg. Oh. When he stood up, he was standing on his, on his leg, not his foot. I mean, it was crazy. Oh. So he had reconstructive surgery, but I remember him calling me because I didn't, I didn't get to see the game and I wasn't there. And I heard about it, and, and sure enough, he calls me, and I could tell this is the second time I've ever heard defeat mm. in him. And I said to him, I said, I said Jed, let me, let me say something to you. The last time I heard this defeat in your, your voice, it was, before your, it was after your senior year in college and your season was done and now you wanted to go pro and your pro day was coming up and didn't even think you were going to be able to do you know, pro because he had lacerated his liver oh. and he was bleeding internally. Oh. And, um, and so I said, do you remember those days? Do you remember what I said to you? He goes, yeah, I remember. I said, just think if you had gave up then what you would have missed. Wow. A, you'd have missed a, your rookie year. B, you'd have missed this year. C, you would have missed your wife because you met her in Minnesota, and uh-huh. she's a lovely Christian uh-huh. woman. I said, look what God gave you and has given you, son. Mm. He goes, yeah, I know, Dad. I said, then you'll be fine. And you know what? Here he is. He persevered again in his first time in 11 years. Then he made the whole year and had a great year and wasn't hurt. <laughs> so yeah, oh. we're very happy in the Beaver family. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll tell you this. So I'm a Panthers fan here in Charlotte, and, and yeah. the Panthers-Vikings played this year. And, and Chad had a bad play, made yeah. a mistake. But then he redeemed yeah. himself and caught that touchdown. And even as a Panthers fan, I was thrilled for him. I, like, I, I cheered. I was happy. It was, it was just a great play and just kind of that what we love in football when guys make up for a mistake earlier in the game. And um, I think even what you were just describing and kind of his character, that, that represents it even in you know, one single game. So, uh, so that was cool. Well, Bryce, that, that three minutes of football, we were watching it at home because he couldn't get in the game. That three minutes of football encapsulated his whole career. That's it. There it is. Down and out, and next thing you know, boom. 
just like that. That's why you can never quit and never give up. That's it. You oh. can't. Because well, God, God's going to take care of you. Amen. Amen. Well, no, thanks for sharing about that because that's, uh, that's a cool story. And, and anytime you think about a father and a son playing in the NFL, that's a huge deal and, and a huge accomplishment, uh, especially both of your journeys to get there. Uh, truly remarkable. And, and God's, uh, yeah, opened up those doors for you guys, which is, which is awesome. So let, let's look back then at your career. And we're doing this, this Super Bowl special today. And, and so when you were playing, how important was winning a Super Bowl to you personally? How much did you think about it? And then just being around coaches, teammates, how much was it talked about? How much was it emphasized? Well, I, I, you know, there's, there's two ways you can take this. There's some coaches that would say, I don't ever want to talk about it. I don't want that on their minds. We shouldn't be thinking about that. We should be, you know, I, I, don't, I don't buy into that theory. Mm. Um, you know, from a, and we're talking from a, football athletic perspective yes, okay yes nothing to do about your faith in christ and all that stuff okay because what is your plan as an athlete and your team and everything what why do you do all the things that you do right, right bryce mm. well you do it to win the prize <laughs> you know <laughs> to whatever the prize is and so yes i i talk about it as a coach all the time this is our goal we're going to win the national championship mm. when i was a coach in high school we're going to win the you know the the state championship when I was a player, yeah, it was talked about in Buffalo. Hey, we're going to the Super Bowl. We're going to win it. Oh, okay, we lost this time. Well, we're going to go again next year. We did it four times, obviously. And and I just, I I'm way more on that side of, of the way of thinking. Mm. Um, the goal and, in and mind. So I, you know, because yeah, because yeah. when that goal's in your mind and you're thinking about it and you're training to it, and when and when you had those days that you just don't want to get out of bed, or you or you just don't feel like going to practice and all the meetings and all that stuff, you think to yourself. Man, I got to man. If we're going to win this whole thing, I got to. Mm. And um, and so I, I just think it's I think it's something as a as a team. I want my kids to, you know, stay humble and hungry, but yet let's. What's the goal here? What mm. are we trying to accomplish? That, I want them to know it. That, it yeah, absolutely. So it's a, so it's a big deal. And so you, you mentioned the Bills. So so four straight losses in the Super Bowl. So after each one. Like, I don't know how you can describe it, but, but how badly did the Bills want to win it and, and want to get back and want to, you know, uh, make up for the previous loss? And, and then kind of along that, that same process, you know, what did that do to the guys emotionally and, and what kind of toll did that take to keep trying to get back, to keep trying to get back uh, year after year? Well, I think that mounted every year. It got tougher and tougher mentally. Okay, in, for example, the first one we lost, in a, uh, you know, we could have made, made the kick, and even though it didn't come down to that kick, I mean, we, you know, we just lost the game. Defensively, we didn't play very good at all, uh, but, you know, we had a chance, and we played, we played really good offensively and just not quite good enough. And then the pressure started to mount. Oh, you're back, back to back. Oh, the Bills are back. And then the third one, oh, gosh, so the Bills, can we stop with the Bills thing already? Hmm. You know, and, and then people were just putting pressure. Well, why didn't you guys win? Why don't you guys win? And then I'll give you the best example. We get to Super Bowl four, number four. It's in Atlanta. We're playing the Cowboys again. And that first half, we're owning the line of scrimmage. We go in. We're up, I think, 13 to 10 at halftime, and we get the ball first, and we're talking in the locker room. Hey, let's just get the ball. We're, we can move it on these guys, and we're doing great. And so everything was positive. We really thought we were going to win it. Hmm. Then all of a sudden we get out there, and I think the three or third or fourth play of this from scrimmage, Thurman, you know, he fumbles it, and, and uh, James Washington, the safety, picked it up and scored a touchdown. Oh. Well, there's still 
13 minutes left or 14 or uh, 11 minutes left in the half or uh, uh, third quarter. And you come to the sideline, they scored. Now we're down four, right? And it was quiet, deer in headlight look. Nobody was encouraging anybody. No, it was uplifting at all. It was just, oh, we're doomed. Mm. Okay, that was that's how everybody felt. It was four points of the whole half to go. And next thing you know, they go on to score, what, two or three more touchdowns. We didn't score again. It wasn't even close. And we got blown out. Mm. And now you fast forward two years, I'm with the Packers. Well, the same scenario happened. We go up 10. Next thing you know, Drew Bledsoe goes boom, boom, hits two quick, you know, uh, touchdowns, I think early in the second quarter. And I remember coming to the sideline now. We're down 14 to 10. And guys were just like, we're fine, guys. Jeez, you know, they're not even that good. We got this team. We, you know, everything was encouraging and uplifting. Next thing you know, we scored two, I think we scored two more touchdowns before the half. Ooh. And then we go on to beat the Patriots. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's so much of the, your mindset yeah. in the Super Bowl. And when, when it got thick for the Bills, I think the Bills were a more talented team than the Packer team was. Hmm. But we just couldn't handle the emotion of that Super Bowl. Wow. And I mean, look at how many Hall of Famers are on it. Absolutely. No, I, I, yeah. I, I think even la- the last time we talked about it, but I, I always make the case for the, the, what the Bills did four straight is more impressive than even Super Bowl winning oh, yeah. teams or you know, other accomplishments that, that great teams have had. It's hard to beat those four years in a row, no, no question about it. And so even with you know, each so – you experienced six different Super Bowls. Each one that you went to, how did your perspective change on the Super Bowl? Like, from a couple different perspectives. One, just on, you know, the allure of the Super Bowl, the hype of the Super Bowl, the, you know, some of the extra parts of the Super Bowl that goes into it, you know, week of, all that sort of thing. How did your perspective change each year? Well, I remember my first Super Bowl, man, I kind of got caught up in the hype and, you know, getting tickets and hotel rooms and setting up my whole family. And and next thing I knew, oh, God, there's a game. (laughs) I was like... And I was just exhausted. I just felt like I was exhausted. There was nothing in the tank physically or mentally, and I just got caught up with it. So I learned through that process. And then by the time I got to my fourth Super Bowl, the, the Atlanta one I was talking about, I mean, I was so pumped and so geeked. Matter of fact, Jim Kelly even was quoted in the paper. And the next day he said, if everybody would have had the attitude BB would have had the way, you know, we would have won the game. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and then I get to Green Bay, and it was just now, okay, it was bound to determine that there ain't no way I'm losing another one. I mean, uh-huh. who can lose five in a row, uh-huh. you know? And, you know, so I was one of those guys, along with Reggie White and Leroy Butler and Rob, you know, guys like that that were on the sideline when we went down 14-10, and we were like, guys, we're fine. Yeah. You know, so I, it, each game, it, it, I would like to ask that question of Brady. Hmm. I mean, 10. So what's your, and I, and I'm sure Tom would say, you know, my approach is the same all the time. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go in there and we're going to dominate. We're going to, we're going to win this game and he's going to get everybody to rally around him. And I think that in itself, Bryce is Tom Brady's greatest attribute as a quarterback Hmm. is his leadership skills. And he just gets everybody to refuse to lose. I mean, he's so competitive. He's off the charts. And just to believe that they can win. Because, like you mentioned, yeah. Tampa Bay, they weren't a franchise, at least in recent years, that thought that they could win or, or showed any glimpses of that. But then he goes down there, and now all of a sudden they believe they can get to the Super Bowl, and here they are. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's wild. Yeah, and, and when I took over to Aurora Christian High School and then came over to AU, 
that was the first thing that I had to change was the culture, their way of thinking. Yeah. You know, because I firmly believe in the the reason why teams don't win or a player doesn't make it to the college level or pro level or whatever it is. And I'm talking about boys and girls in sports. You could, this could pertain to anything in life. The yeah. two biggest reasons is, one, you don't think you can. Mm. You don't think you can. And, and two, you're too lazy. Mm. You just don't understand how hard it is to get in play at that level or whatever you're trying to achieve. If you can accomplish those two things, man, you're going to be really good at something. Gosh, I love that. That's encouraging. That's a, that's a great word. Well, all right, so we, we've talked about your, the, the Super Bowls. You've been to, to six of them, and, and you were able to, to finally get that, that win with, with Green Bay. And, and so, you know, we, even as fans, we, we put such an emphasis on the Super Bowl, and we want our favorite team to, to win one. And you know, I'm a Panthers fan. They've been to two and lost both, and so I'm still waiting to get that, that one. And so having been around that for you, in what ways is the Super Bowl this, this idol, this, this thing that, that people, you know, they, they think that they want it so bad, and once they win, then I'll be satisfied, and, and then, you know, it'll all make up for it, and it's all worth it. And, and so in what ways is that true? And then in what ways did you realize, wait a second, it's still a game, it's just a Super Bowl? Yeah, that's such a good point. First of all, when when do you realize that? Well, you realize that it's not that important once you accomplished it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So it's kind of like, okay, uh, the the greatest feeling as an athlete is is what just happened. Mm. The feeling that you know you're going. Oh God, we, we're going, we're going. <laughs> well, yeah, you know. And then when you win it, it's almost anticlimactic because as a as a human being, okay, well we won. Now what? Mm. It's Monday. Oh, there's nothing. It's empty. Yeah. It's, you know, what do I achieve? Oh, we go again. And so it's just this vicious cycle that humans go through. And we're talking about sports. This could be anything in life. Yeah. I mean, people could, could want this. Well, I made a million dollars this year. I, oh, gosh, you know, it's just not enough. I want 10. Yep. You know, and so it's never enough. So the point is, there's only one thing, as you well know, okay, that can satisfy and fill that void in any human being. Okay, because it has nothing to do with material stuff. It has nothing to do with the way you look. It has nothing to do. It's everything that you have in your spirit, who you are as a spirit person. And believing in Christ is the only thing that I have found that gives me that peace and joy that no matter what happens in my life, really good or really bad, I'm that even-keeled guy and I'm not that roller coaster. I don't want to live that roller coaster life. You know, I don't want to, in, in, in this Matthew West song, I don't want to just go through the motions either. Yeah. I want to, I want to, I want to live for Christ and whatever God has me doing, which is coaching football right now and playing football earlier. I've never worked a day in my life. Hmm. And the reason I've never worked a day in my life is I love what I do. I absolutely Amen. love what I do. And when you're in the will of God, man, I mean, it's just it, to wake up in the morning. It ain't hard, hmm. man. I can't wait to get going today. I love You that. know, so it's just, I think it's a perspective. I was fortunate to grow up in a Christian home, and that in itself is I've never tried to find, well, I shouldn't say never. I just never really in my life wanted to please the world before I wanted to please God first. Mm. And, and I think because of that, I never got caught up in the material things. Money, could care less. Mm. Uh, fame, I, what good is that going to do me? I'm not, I'm not taking nothing but... The only thing I can take is hopefully you. Mm. And God's put you in my path. And it's my calling to plant the seed in people that I coach and train and whatever it is. And that's what I'm going to be held accountable for. 
not how much money I made or how much wins I could have as a coach or a player. Mm. It's who have you shared the gospel with today, Don? Mm. You know, and that's that's something that I don't ever want to forget. Man, no, oh, what what a great perspective and. And I guess just for, for us is, you know, we're a ministry for sports fans. And so we're, you know, we hear all of the stories of the Super Bowl this week. And, and there's just such an emphasis on, man, you got to win one. And now for Brady to, to win another one. And even for Mahomes and the Chiefs, it's to win uh, another one. And then I think for us in our own lives, you know, you kind of alluded to this. It's, you know, what, what are we trying to get to? What level are we trying to get to? And, yeah. and oh, man, well, once I get this then I'll be satisfied. Once I get the job, once I get married, once we have a child, once we have another child, you know, and then I'll, I'll really find the joy that I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm looking for. And, and so mm-hmm. I, just to, I guess to, to unpack that a little bit further, what, what, have, what can you, I guess, encourage our listeners today in regards to it's not about the next thing, it's not about this, you know, this level you're trying to get to, but, but, but it is that, that satisfaction and that fulfillment in knowing Christ and, and following him daily. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, not, it's not a bad thing to actually, you know, want to strive to win a Super Bowl, want to be whatever that is that you want it to be. The only thing I would say, because, you know, Paul tells us to, to run the race to win. Mm, that's right. You know, is to beat your body and train hard. And the point there is, is whatever that God has gifted you, in the will for your life, it's up to you to find that out. And the only way you can find that out is through prayer and reading his word and, and accepting Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. And once you've done that, then you run that race to win, mm. that race that God's called you to be, not what you've called yourself to be. Mm. Okay, so there's, there's the disconnect there. And then secondly is when you do achieve it, Super Bowl championship, high school championship, I mean, whatever that is, right, yeah. for great kids, I have four great kids, yeah. you know, and all the glory goes to him. Mm. I, I mean, listen, God just used me as, as a vessel to do that, but understand that all the glory goes to him, not me, because mm. without him, there ain't no way I was in the NFL. <laughs> no way. The doors wouldn't have been opened. Other doors wouldn't have been shut. I would have chose probably a different path, and I would have failed mm. um, in the sense of what God's calling was for my life. So the thing is, is first of all, if you're restless, that's probably the Holy Spirit telling you, you know, this is probably you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you're at peace and joy with where you're at in life, okay, true, I've always said success, the, 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 there's only one word for, cons, uh, for success. Ain't money, ain't fame, okay, it's, it's contentment. Amen. If you're content where, where God has you, that's success. Mm. You know, and I just, I don't care what I'm doing in life. I just know I want to do it for him. And when I do it for him, I know I'm at peace and joy. And I love what I do because I'm content. I could be coaching the NFL right now. Mm. No question about it. I had a chance. I turned it down in 2005. But you know what? I don't think God wanted me there. Mm. Well, matter of fact, I could say right now, I know he didn't. And I could have been there. I could have been there now for, what, 16 years now coaching. And, And look what I would have missed out on. My kids' life and what they were doing. You know, uh, you know what the time that I've been able to spend with my wife, and uh, you know the 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 platform that God's given me at the high school level with with 17 kids and the first team that we had 17. Hmm. You know, and I could have been coaching the NFL, but I'm coaching 17 kids, and and the, and that's not even the point. The point is, is that's where God wanted me. Yeah. So I was content with that, and I had peace, and I now that's success. Hmm. 
And God may call somebody else to coach in the NFL. Great. If that's God's calling, do it 100 miles an hour, man. Do it all for the glory of him. Amen. Amen. No, I love I love that perspective. And and yeah, my my hope and message for for doing this this special Super Bowl show isn't that it's it, the point is to go win the Super Bowl. It is. It's great to win the Super Bowl. And yep. it, and it's and it's awesome and and you you look at so many of the Super Bowl winners that have done wonderful things because they they won a Super Bowl and uh you know, serving God in that in that way. And so yeah, there's tons of benefits, but I think for, even for in my own life, I've I've had certain goals that at times became such the ultimate and it's like oh well once that happens and then you get there and you go wait this is this isn't the ultimate this is nice i can enjoy it but my my fulfillment and satisfaction has to be in christ and and these are just bonuses and a part of the blessings of living life with him and and so that's the uh that's the encouragement for our for our listeners today and and so uh last thought I, i guess just for you so you're you have the uh, I guess the title or the identity as a Super Bowl winner and a Super Bowl loser. So how do you I guess from a faith perspective, the the advantages and disadvantages of those titles and understanding even your identity in Christ in the midst of carrying those two that from the outside world, you know, people get criticized for being a Super Bowl loser. Oh, how could you not win that game? How could you not you know make that field goal or whatever? Uh, and then once you win, it's like, oh, well, you're the greatest ever because you won a Super Bowl and you can walk it, walk into this room because you've got a Super Bowl ring. Uh, but ultimately, how do you put that into uh, the proper perspective? Well, well, the, the main thing is that my uh, who I am and my identity is not in somebody's opinion. Uh, who I am as an athlete and a person is my identity is in Christ and in Christ alone. And um, and so if somebody that's why, you know, when if people have criticized me, which they have. As a player, as a coach, I'm sure there's, you know, listen, it's it's like refereeing a game. There's always going to be half the people in the gym are going to love you and half are going to not like you, <laughs> you know. So uh, I'm not here to please the world. <laughs> I'm not even of this world, That's you right. know. So uh, I'm here to I'm here to please the one and only. And and uh, uh, when it's all said and done, and I stand in front of the Lord, He's not going to say, "Hey, great job on all the wins, Don." <laughs> Uh, great job in that Super Bowl championship. He's not going to say that at all. He's going to say, hey, listen, I put Johnny in front of you mm. in 1990. Mm. What happened? Mm. You know, uh, and those are the things that I'm going to actually be talked about and held a, held accountable for. Uh, and those are, the th- those are the thoughts that never leave my mind. Mm. Um, so me here coaching, you know, college guys now, that's where God has me. Yeah. I, I don't want to lose that perspective. Yes, we talk about winning the national championship. Yes, we train and we beat our bodies and all that stuff. But that does never that will never come before, okay, glorifying him. And I'm at a secular school. Oh, you are? But they okay. all know where coach stands. Yeah, they all know where coach stands, which is great. I mean, God has me here, you know. I pray all the time. God, just bring, bring us the right kids here, man. Ones that want to listen, you know, are open to it. And uh, I don't beat my faith on anybody. I just I let God do that. You know, I let God open those doors and give me those opportunities. And that's when I know that it's from him and not me, because if I'm trying to do it, I'm going to fail miserably. Absolutely. Well, Don, man, I appreciate your heart and your perspective and your willingness to to share with our listeners today. And I, I know I'm encouraged and uh, it's fun to, to think back at your uh, Super Bowl experiences and, and to know uh, just how, how God's worked in your life all these years and to now see your son in the NFL and him living for the Lord as well. That's uh, that's huge. And so. Uh, thank you, and uh, enjoy the Super Bowl. And who who, who do you ultimately uh, root for or pick for this game? Well, I got to go Kansas City. My heart because Andy, um, 
Yeah, I think actually Kansas City's going to win it too. If I, you know, if I was a person that thought, you know, a betting man, which I'm not, but um, <laughs> I think I think Kansas City's a better football team. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Well, that that sounds great. Well, Don, thanks so much for being a part of the show today, and and I look forward to our next conversation. Yep, I appreciate it, Bryce. Thank you. Absolutely. There's Don Beebe joining us here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. That's Don Beebe joining us here on this Super Bowl special here on the Unpacking It podcast. And how unbelievable is that? Six Super Bowls and Tom Brady's been to 10. So Don's right up there. He's, he's been uh, as, as many Super Bowls as uh, just a few, just a few guys. So very, very impressive. And, and I just love his perspective and viewpoint. And what an encouraging conversation with Don. I hope you enjoyed it as well, and I hope you'll check out our other Unpacking It podcast, but also you'll listen to this series that we will be releasing over the next few days with other Super Bowl winners and their thoughts on what it looks like to win a Super Bowl, but more importantly, what it means to find full satisfaction and fulfillment in Jesus. So as we wrap things up, I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T dot com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week. 